Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. Hope everybody's having a great week. It's Friday, last day of the week. I had a great episode yesterday with uh, Brandon Millett, um, somebody I've worked with in the past. It's fantastic. A former accounting pro turned real estate rock star getting into sales. I mean, it's exactly what we talk about here on the, on the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. It is getting over the fear of selling, getting into the industry and going after it. A couple of things that I, I failed to mention was... Brandon's willingness to do the little things when he's not getting paid. And it kind of goes back to the message I had a couple couple episodes ago. Doing the work and putting in the work, even if you don't know what you're doing is going to directly make you money. It is networking with people. It is going on that meeting. It is grabbing coffee with somebody you think you might have a partnership with. You have no idea where your relationships are going to go. It might bear fruit in the future, but you just don't know. Don't look at everything you do as a quid pro quo, or if I, if I'm spending time, I have to get a result because you don't know when that result is going to come. Sometimes you have to invest in little things in order to reap the benefit later on. And Brandon is a perfect example of that. He littered the neighborhood when he first started, uh, of brochures and getting his name out. I mean, he would put, he would stuff mailboxes. There's 800 homes in our neighborhood, second largest neighborhood in Charlotte, North Carolina, 800 homes. And he walked around the entire neighborhood and stuffed. He's done every event. He's put events together where he can have a booth and he can meet people. He's handing out business cards constantly. He's getting his name out. He's shaking hands and kissing babies. And that's what you need to do. You need to get out there and you need to get in front of your prospects and you need to tell people who you are and scream it from the mountaintops. And I think that's very important to do. And then once you get, so once you get your prospects, once you get people to start talking to you, what I want to talk about today is qualifying. Okay. Now you might've heard something like a qualified sales lead. All leads are not created equal. You want to qualify them. Okay. Because you don't want to be trying to go after business. That's not going to be fruitful. Now you might think, well, about a minute ago, you just said you need to do, yes, I know what I just said. But when you are trying to get prospects, I was talking on the other end as far as networking, but if you're looking to get prospects, if you're looking to close business, you want to qualify. Okay. So you're going to have a discovery process and you should already have your questions. You should already figure out if this person is going to be a prospect or not. Now, if you're new, if you're starting out, this is the hardest thing to learn. It takes a lot of repetition. That is why you have to have practice. You have to have volume. You have to talk to people. You have to go out there and have hundreds and thousands of conversations, not hundred thousand, but hundreds and then thousands. And then you get to 10,000 conversations. Once you start getting about 10,000 conversations, you're going to be close to an expert. You're going to start mastering your craft. So it takes time. The easiest way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time, but you've got to start putting in the reps. Every sales professional puts in the reps. Every sales professional worth their weight in gold puts in the reps and you have to do that. I can't tell you how many sales conversations I've had in my career. It's well over 10,000. We might be getting close to 100,000 at this point. I've talked to a lot of people in my time. So I feel confident. I feel comfortable talking to random people, strangers on the street. I've gone through that. Did I always? No. 
How did I get better? I just started doing it over and over and over again. Were there some awkward exchanges? Yes. Did I sometimes not know what to say? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. But the point of the, today's talk was you're, you got the prospect in front of you. Okay. Now, are they qualified? You want to know immediately, do they have an immediate need or is this somebody that I can kick to the future? You can still talk to them. You can still build a relationship because you have to have a pipeline, either a short-term, mid-term, or long-term pipeline. There's three real pipelines you have. But in, but you want to know almost immediately, can I help them today? Because again, your sales number is about today. Based on what they say and the questions you ask, you ask the right questions, you're going to get the, you're going to get the responses that are going to fall into one of those three buckets. Your prospects will fall into either the short-term, mid-term, or long-term. And if they don't fall into any of that, cut bait and walk away. Your time is way too valuable. Now, I would suggest, unless you get to the point where you quote unquote are an expert, and what I mean by that is you've done the 10,000 calls, 10,000 hours, according to Malcolm Gladwell, you've honed your craft until you've gotten to that point. Like I can meet somebody and I know almost instantly because I've just done this so many times. But in the past, I had to ask more questions. I had to go through the process a little longer because I didn't know. And that's okay. And don't beat yourself up if you get it wrong. Okay. Because there are sometimes I still get it wrong. Not everything's perfect. You're going to bring somebody along, the discovery, you're going to bring them into the funnel, you know, quote unquote funnel. You're going to start making them from unaware to aware. You're going to try to get them into trial and it's just going to fall apart. Sometimes that happens. No one is 100%. And if anybody tells you they're 100%, they're full of shit. So nobody's 100% at all. So don't worry about being perfect. It's not about perfection. Okay. It's about precision and the way to be as precise as possible as you get older, as you get more advanced in your sales career, precision comes with practice. It comes with doing. You can't just look at something on a piece of paper and I can't just tell you something and then it's going to be so. You have to practice it. You have to put it in your language. You can't be robotic. You can't just repeat the words of other people because it's going to come out robotic. It's not going to come out natural and the people just aren't going to connect with you. Remember. People are trying to connect with you, okay? They're trying to connect with you. People are busy. You need to slow down their day, connect with them in order to sell them. Bring them into your world. That's what you're trying to do with every prospect. So you're trying to qualify them. This is the discovery phase. You're going to want to know everything about their business. And so um, one of the students I was I was coaching recently, we were talking about the fact that um, he felt he missed an opportunity after our discussion that he didn't ask enough questions. He jumped too quickly into the sales process. Now, we don't know yet. The jury is not out because this client of his has not made a decision. But I tend to agree with him because I started asking questions and he did not have the answer. So if he didn't have the answer, it means he did not go deep enough. You need to go at least 10 questions deep. You need to think about if you're going to go in. So I use the example of when I was selling radiation machines, I would walk in and the first thing that I would do is I would have to find out what they were doing with skin cancer. What are your treatment protocols? Patient comes in with a squamous cell carcinoma or a uh, non-melanoma uh, skin cancer. What would you do? What's the process? Can you instruct me and run me through that? And I would find out exactly what they did. 
if they were sending people outside back in the day, when I first started, I would have jumped on it and tried to close the sale right there, but I don't have enough information because I don't know the fact that they're letting money go out the door and the fact that they're sending patients to another dermatology clinic. I don't know if that's a heartburn that might be a relief. That physician might just not want the headache of skin cancer treatment. Now, I'm not saying that dermatologists want to do that, but I don't know. And if you ever assume in your sales process, you know what that makes you. <laughs> don't assume. Ask the question and verify. Don't assume, verify. And you have to do that through your discovery phase. That's what qualifies them. So I would go deeper. So you are sending your patients to another practice. Explain to me why you're doing that. I'm just trying, I want to learn your process. Explain to me why you're doing that. Have you tried to bring any modalities? Would you like to keep those patients here in your clinic? Is that bringing you any type of frustration? Some combination of that. And I haven't done that in about three years, but some combination of that. And I would ask that and they say, well, you know, I just don't know what to do because I don't really, I can't really give them a final treatment. They're looking for X and I can't provide that. Okay. So you're looking for another route of treatment. Is that correct? Repeating the words they just said. Yes, that that's right. I'm looking to treat more skin cancer patients. Okay. What, and, and again, that it's not time to jump yet. It's not time to jump on the sale. What have you tried in the past? What have you looked into? Is there anything that's been on your radar? Well, I tried X, Y, and Z, or I looked into this. Okay. Why did you not make the jump? What was, what's holding you back? Is there anything holding you back? Well, this, this, and this. When I was selling radiation machines and I first went out in the field, I found out that the one of the physicians really wanted to, to try SRT, which was the superficial radiation uh, therapy or radiotherapy. Um, they really wanted to do SRT, but they had spent all of their money before I walked in the door because I started in Q4 of uh, 2019. Before I walked in the door, they'd already spent their money on another modality. So they kind of blew their budget. They didn't have budget. So I ran through, I said, well, what are your, what are your goals? Cause I had a non, uh, a non payment type service that could be done, but they didn't want to go down that road. So I said, okay, would it be fair to check in with you next year? And they said, yes. Because we just don't, we don't have the money. We've already used our 179. The 179 is how they can write off uh, portions or all of their equipment based on how expensive it is, et cetera. So they get the tax benefits. So Q4 and capital equipment, um, aesthetic devices, any kind of medical devices, that's really when they they try to they try to buy. It's Q4. End of the year, hey, I got a budget. I got to spend it. I've got tax benefits I can use. But I realized in that point, they they like it which makes them quote unquote qualified, but not fully qualified because they don't have any money. They don't have a budget. They just spent it all on another device before I even had an opportunity to, bro to broach the situation. So I had to kick them to the next year. And I spent my resources and my time 
with other people. And that allowed me to spend as much time as I needed to close the deal that I did for about a quarter of a million dollars. Had I not gone deeper in my discovery process, I would have wasted a lot of time, not just with that account, but with about five or six others that I identified as not being ready in the short term. They were midterm. They needed time to understand and comprehend what I was bringing to them. Not everybody is going to be able to make decisions quickly. Okay. And that's just the, that's the brunt of it. Sometimes people need to have an opportunity to process. They take the information in and they think about it for a while. I call that methodical, methodical buying. There are people that are methodical buyers. Now me, I'm not a methodical buyer. Well, I take that back on some things I am a methodical buyer. On big ticket items, I am a methodical buyer. On small ticket items, under $100, I'm not. I'm an impulse. I'm an emotional buyer. Do I see value? Yes. Under $100? Yes. If it's $100, 100 or more, it could be $99 and I'm like, all in, let's go. $100, I'm like, wait a minute, three figures? (laughs) And I know it sounds ridiculous, but that's just kind of, I am. I'm methodical. I think about it. I think about the pros and cons. I also think about how my future state is going to be changed. And that's how it is for certain people. So it's really important that you build your process and you find out through through qualifying them when they're satisfied. And so one of the questions I would ask, and you can copy this, if you like everything you hear and you agree with everything, you really want to bring this on, is this something you can see adopting in the next three months? They say, yes, keep moving, but you kind of have to ask those questions. Where do you see this being implemented the next three months, six months, 12 months? If you had, if you had your wish, what, when would you like to have this implemented? They say within 12 months. Okay. That's going to be a more mid to long-term qualifier. You can, you still need to, you still need to pull them through the whole sales process, but if it's not going to be immediate and you're going to know immediately If people are going to jump on, oh no, I want to do this in the next three months. You're going to see how motivated they are as a buyer. And that is really what you want to discover when you are qualifying people. Are these people motivated? Are they ready to make a decision? And if the answer is yes, great. Then those are the people to focus on in the short term. And if they're not, You still want to call them. You still want to have them in the pipeline. You don't want to ignore them for six months because what happens is if you ignore them for six months and you say, well, you said in six months, well, if you show up in six months, all of a sudden they're going to say, well, I don't know any more than I did six months ago. So let's make it another six months. That's where a lot of sales professionals fail in their future funnels in their future pipeline is because if they say, well, you know, maybe in the next six months periodically you need to pop up with information to pull them along the sales cycle. Hey, just wanted to share this information. I just implemented, I just got this device. I just had this experience with this person who's very similar to you. And this is what they found. Let me know if you have any questions. Hope you have a great day. You're just providing value in the short term. And you're slowly providing value, 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 value. Then you're coming back for the ask. But if you just wait, and I've seen it before, well, well, you know, they said, call me in six months. That just means they don't want to make a decision today. 
but they do, but they're kicking the can down the road. So you have to requalify them. But right now, if you want to make drastic impact, qualify, 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 go 10 questions deep. And if you feel like now's the opportunity to pounce, try one more question and see what happens. Get more information, dig deeper, dig, 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 dig. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate everybody who's listening. Um, had a massive week last week, as I mentioned before. So thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. Um, the downloads, the numbers, the reactions have been fantastic. I really appreciate everybody who's been listening. Thank you so much. I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. And uh, we will catch you next week, which is the last week of February, which is absolutely wild. Uh, we'll catch you next week, Surviving Outside Sales. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.